Hello, I'm Will Yeoman, and welcome to the first, uh, well, it is the first post-Christmas Pod Well Travelled podcast heading into 2023, and who better to take us there than our lovely uh, travel and motoring writers, Penny Thomas and Olga de Merla. Um, Penny, you're telling us about detoxing, digital detoxing in Queensland, and Olga, you're going to tell us about Australia's cheapest EV. Um, bit of a surprise here. So, well, who wants to go first? Jump in. <laughs> Well, I can I can jump in first if you like, Will. Fantastic. It's probably a good um, time of year where a lot of people going into the new year period might be thinking about doing wellness retreats or Indeed. health retreats just like I've done over in Queensland. So just before Christmas, I, was, um, I flew from Perth to Gold Coast and got to stay at um, – it's actually Australia's longest running health retreat. Um, the name is Eden Health Retreat and it's in the Currumbin Valley, um, which – is in the sort of Gold Coast hinterlands in a beautiful, mm. stunning pocket, sort of just on the border of Queensland and um, New South Wales. So I did actually have to be careful that sometimes New South Wales had daylight savings and oh, yes. Queensland didn't. But because we we're right on the border, every time I went up to my cabin, my watch or my like phone <laughs> would ping to the wrong time. So you right, had to okay. had to be careful when you're setting alarms. But I'll talk about that later because it's not really that important. Um, I was there for four days and they run a, a range of different sort of programs and itineraries that you can do. Um, the, the sort of norm is either four days or a seven day sort of stay. Mm. There is, it, I say I was wearing my watch before and my phone with um, everything, but it is a, a, it's a digital detox that you really get to do when you're up at the retreat yeah. because yeah. there's no reception really. You might get one bar of 3g that doesn't really get you anywhere but the actual retreat is designed to to make you not want to be on your phone and a lot of the the people that were doing the retreat at the same time as myself they would go and leave their phone at reception yeah not even worry about it yep. if you did have an emergency you could go and contact people or someone could contact sure. you through so you're not you know left alone but um yeah i kept my phone with me just so i could take pictures and and really document my time as well no, but no, it's not really necessary yeah yeah um Every single day, there is a range of different activities that are planned out for you as well. You get the program the night before and you're um, just sort of posted into your cabin. And the reason for that is that they, the organisers or the people running the show really want you to be present every single time you do the wake mm. up in the morning. So you mm. can't plan, oh, I think this one looks good. Oh, I'm going to do this. And you just have to be like, which one would I prefer? There's usually two activities on at the same time, um, which is – it was something like – I just didn't realise how much you can really do in a day sometimes because I was trying to tick off as many things as I could. And they, the sort of activities, they ranged from doing yoga or Pilates to doing a boxing class, acrobics. There was pottery, watercolour mm. classes, mm. Um, a lot of sort of meditation um, classes or courses as well that sort of just make you think a bit deeper and, and sort of become more in tune with yourself. So I really appreciated the the whole experience. I thought it was something that I I probably didn't know how much I did need to sort of just take a yeah, step back. Yeah, well, this is it. When you're caught up in everything, you don't actually notice just how stressed you are or how busy you are. Exactly. Mm. And um, someone actually put it really well, and it sort of aligns with motoring here, that we sort of take our cars in all the time to get service to make sure the airs are all full with – or the tyres are all full with air and, and whatnot. But often when it comes to ourselves, we don't necessarily – check ourselves in for a service anywhere <laughs> so that was something that I sort of took away and it, it was really it was wonderful just to you know exercise and be you get fed breakfast lunch and dinner and morning tea and afternoon tea and everything's just whole food it's all gluten-free mm. they um they did have meat but 
they often they also vegetarian, had a lot of vegetarian options, options. Yeah. and the food was yeah. definitely worth writing about because it was it was just really well done and and delicious especially mm. going into the retreat i like food a lot so i didn't know what to expect but i was blown away by the standard really? wow. um so yeah you're eating healthy you're doing lots of exercise you're also doing things to challenge i guess your mental state and at night you just plonk straight to bed and the next morning they they ring this bell at 5 55 a.m so that's what i mean you don't really need to set an alarm or yeah, anything like that yeah, yeah. you don't need to get up you can choose to go as many or as little activities throughout the day um, and you can just put on a thing outside your door if you don't want to be disturbed but mm. because i was there for work i really gave it a, a hot crack everything yeah and absolutely. Um, even went on a flying fox which was quite terrifying <laughs> <laughs> but there's a great photo that i'll show you guys it's um yeah you can tell that i don't really enjoy being up high and jumping off things so it was good to <laughs> test myself though and um i guess the other thing that they are also really well known for is their treatments and spa offerings which right. um they are an additional cost on top of what you were already paying at the retreat but totally worth it i had a deep tissue massage and a kahuna massage which is a hawaiian style mm. two hour sort of massage and it was phenomenal but mm. what really makes it amazing is the staff that they've selected there and the spa treatment staff in particular I feel like they've just they're just a different caliber of people that are spiritually inclined, but they're also really in touch with what they're doing. Some of them have been there for like 16 years. Like this place, it really holds on to their staff as well, which I think is a testament to how well they're doing. The fact that people want to be there and, and continue to show up for work every day yeah, and are yeah, so sure. passionate about it. It was really nice to see. And then um, the group in itself of the people coming to attend the retreat, they, every all walks of life really come. And it was fascinating for me. You sort of start off not knowing anyone, but you feel like a connected sort of school group or family yeah, in the end. Yeah, it no, it was really nice. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I guess it's not the cheapest um, retreat to do. I'm sure, as you would expect, all those offerings, they come at a cost for a four-night um, stay. Oh, it's actually a five-night that I did, but it was a four-day experience. It was It's from $3,200. Mm. And then if you do the seven-night, it's 5500 Sorry, the seven-day is 5500 Right, okay. Yeah. yeah. So if there are other more expensive retreats out there and there are cheaper, mm. but yeah, in terms of this one, it was a really, it was a really good offering I found and I am definitely feeling a million bucks after this so i have no complaints <laughs> and is, is there anything you learned while you were there that you think will you'll you'll carry on doing or carry through into your everyday life now that you're back yes definitely just being in tune with what you're eating we there was a lady um who did a, a quick sort of health and and food call or right. talk to us okay. and she was really insightful just about just uh, i guess monitoring how you're feeling after you're eating different foods do you feel sluggish and then how do you take mm. them out to then perhaps feel better um, and then there was another fantastic um, movement course that we did late one night, but it's about the brain changing movement. So it's all about just moving your body and doing little exercises, which are really easy to do. And it's achievable for everyone, mm. but the entire cohort of people were just blown away with how um, intelligent and well she sort of explained things for us and how we were all really just feeling like, oh, necks are so much better. I'm someone that can get you know caught huddled over a computer yeah, yeah yeah sure and just about moving your body and, and making sure your brain knows how to is aware of how everything is moving because that's when injuries can happen if you're not doing those exercises regularly so yeah there was lots of um really fantastic and wonderful programs entwined into their into their daily sort of um itinerary which i think you could enjoy everyone would enjoy and, and get something out of and especially if you're not inclined to have any treatments there's plenty to do within the day so mm. um with the spa you do get 
treatments put into your um, cabin each night that says a time and you should prioritise them. But if they do clash with a, a specific activity, you can go and speak to the spa people and, wow. and see if you can move things around. But yeah. I would definitely recommend it. It was one of those things that I didn't realise how much it was, yeah, that I really needed it just to relax and, and sort of get back into your own rhythm again. And it's amazing to see that a lot of the people that were attending their retreat, that was their second, third, there was even one lady that's done it four times and it's just their happy place and they just really need it sometimes, especially at this time of year. Mm. It was really rewarding, but you yeah. can really do it at any time. Oh, it sounds fantastic, Olga. Does that sound appealing to you? It does sound very appealing, <laughs> especially this time of year, exactly. Mm. But, but you've been busy zipping around in an MG, so tell us all about I that. I have been busy zipping around in an MG and the um, an MG ZS EV, uh, which is... <laughs> I mean, letters of the alphabet uh, can exactly. you be in? <laughs> so that is Australia's cheapest electric car. Right. Um, it's certainly not a cheap car by the standards of um, how much. So um, the price tag is. Well, the price tag. It's uh, you're looking at a forty four nine ninety. So just under forty five thousand drive away nationally. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And this is for the base MG ZS EV Excite model. Uh, which has fewer features than the range-topping Essence, mm-hmm. uh, and that is sitting just under 49000 Which is getting closer driveway. to what you'd normally expect to pay for a reasonably good Yes, EV. so the, the thing you have to um, – what MG has gone and done in order not to be – outdone by the incoming BYD Atto 3, which is its closest competitor. Right, okay. It shaved $2,000 off the price of its entry model. Mm. So in doing that, um, it misses out on some largely creature comforts, but there's a few driver aids that um, are pretty much standard in cars these days. Uh, so you don't get uh, front and rear parking sensors. You do get the uh, the front and rear camera, but you don't get the sensors that sort of beep when you're too close mm. uh, to something. Neither do you get the uh, automatic rain uh, wipers, which may or may not be important. I mean, it's easy enough to put on the wipers, but just keep in mind that these things are pretty much standard on cars these days so you are sacrificing some driver and safety features uh, to get um, to the into that sort of price range so in terms of um, an EV okay so let's weigh up what you get with Australia's cheapest EV I think if you're wanting to get into a ve- in an EV at at any price, this is certainly worth looking at. Um, it certainly has an ANCAP five star rating. That's mm. the first thing I look for. So mm. you do get that. Uh, look at the range. Okay, this has got three hundred and twenty kilometres. As a comparison, the Tesla Model Three has four hundred and ninety one kilometres of range. But again. Mm. You're looking at about $27,000 more drive away for that. Yeah. Uh, so 320 kilometres of range you're getting with the MG ZSEV. How does that work out in terms of your travel needs? Well, work out your daily travel. I think if you're just doing going shopping, picking up the kids from school, running a few errands, you're probably not going to be doing more than 50 kilometres a day. So you could probably go for maybe three days before you recharge. 
taking into account that air conditioning, of course, will eat into your range and you certainly don't want to drop below 50% range if you're topping up at home because it's going to take you at least 12 hours. That's at 50% to get to 100% using just a single phase 2.2 kilowatt power uh, supply, which is what I had. So uh, I got down to 40%, plugged it in and, uh, and then... Honestly, at this time of year, it's almost slower than watching the grass grow because <laughs> it nothing. It, it was just so slow. Mm. It was frustrating mm. that I ended up going down to RAC headquarters in West Perth and uh, plugging into the DC charging station there, 350 uh, kilowatts, and that got me up to uh, 85% within about, oh, I don't know, 40 minutes. Wow. Um, So look, just keep that in mind. It's really something that you need to plug in every day like you do your phone, ideally. So you don't drop too much because otherwise, if you drop down to zero and you wouldn't because... um, that that's just running a you know a car on a and an empty mm, fuel no, tank, no, but you know you're looking at about oh, 25 hours to top up at home, and I don't think that is particularly realistic if you're using the car every day. So um, I had, as I said, I've had the Excite. Um, that's the base model. Uh, the Essence. I should imagine that the build is still similar in terms of the uh, the actual construction of the car, the platform. The issue for me with this car, and I should imagine the Essence would still be the same, but you'd probably need to test drive both, was the high-pitched whistling whining sound when accelerating. More so at lower than higher speeds, and Mm. you may or may not be bothered by it. I'm checking with MG at the moment if this is the the electric vehicle um, sort of the acoustic sound system, which some of them do have activated because obviously an electric vehicle is silent. So that is an issue uh, for blind people in particular crossing roads. You can't hear the car coming. Mm. Uh, a lot of cars don't have it activated at the moment. I believe MG does. Uh, certainly a previous uh, plug-in MG I had did have it activated. It may be this, as it's called, the AVAS, the acronym or the VES system. But really, if if it is that, it's not something you want to hear in the cabin. No, exactly. It's uh, so not something I want to hear in the cabin. It didn't seem to bother my passengers. It's not a huge issue if you're having a conversation or if you've got the music up. But if you haven't, um, it's just constantly there and I found it irritating. And it's certainly not something you get on other EVs. I've been in the Kia EV6, the Hyundai Ioniq 5. I'm in the Genesis GV70 at the moment. Mm. And you certainly do not get any whistling or whining sound. That is not something you should expect with an EV. Uh, my passenger said, oh, that, that's just because you're in an EV. Well, no, it's not because um, it you, you don't have to have that sound, and um, other cars do not have it. So if you want to hear whistling and whining, you just come into the into city, into the work every day. Into, yeah. into work every day, exactly. You whistling and whining going on there. Uh, well, exactly. But yeah, actually, sorry, I'll to interrupt, but you haven't yep. actually mentioned the actual drive experience. Just just basically, what's the handling like? What's it like to drive Look, as a handling, car? Look, uh, the handling... As a car, it handles well in terms of, um, I mean, EVs have got fantastic acceleration. There's no gears, fantastic torque. Mm. Um, It's got good acceleration, um, holds 
the road um, relatively well. There's eco, normal and sport mode. I always like sport mode. It's mm. just a, a lighter, more lively ride than um, eco or normal. Okay. Uh, of course, again, you're using up more range in that case. Mm. Uh, look, it's quite a nice drive. Fair bit of wind noise on the freeway going at 100 mm. to the point of being uncomfortable. Um, so, again, wow. I think it could be an issue with the cabin insulation. Uh, but at this price point, um, this is what you're getting, this really. This is what you get, yeah. Yes. Okay. Mm. And, again, I you know, reiterate it's not a cheap car because you can get into the MG3 core, for example, for under 19000 mm. drive away. Mm. So it depends what, what your priorities are. If you're wanting to do... Uh, the right thing for environmental reasons, then yes, by all means, consider this. Um, I don't think it would be a very comfortable ride going to Margaret River, for example. But again, it just depends on what you expect from your car. But if you want, I think, something to get around the city, Mm. um, do your chores, your errands, uh, then, yep, it certainly... um, sort of works as, so, as an EV? So, I mean, I, I'm not across the whole mm. um, second-hand EV scene and, and what the pitfalls are, but would someone who's wanting to get into EVs maybe be better off to, to get a look at, look at the second-hand? There is an, uh, a second-hand EV market. There is mm. um, actually a website. I think it's called The Good Car Company. Okay. Um, I'd need to check that. Sure. Um, that does have – it's online, but uh, they will um, have a car um, – Put across, brought across to Western Australia. I think they're uh, based in either Melbourne or Sydney. Right. Yes. Look, that is an option. My concern there would be the the battery battery, life. Of course. Yeah. uh, Because normally EVs will have a battery warranty. Look, the most I've seen is eight years, Mm. uh, which is often a year more than the maximum. A car warranty that you get I'm off the top of my head I don't know whether it's seven or eight years on the MGZS EV mm. I'd be very wary because I'm not sure what the battery life would be I'm sure it is um, probably checked but um, I don't know whether it still falls within the original warranty or whether the company supplying the car gives you an additional warranty uh, that is a consideration. So, so forgive my ignorance, but you, you can't just replace batteries like you can with car batteries? Uh, you, it, well, I think it is possible on some cars, mm. and certainly you can um, replace uh, cells or because the, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to replace the whole battery. Sure. If there's a problem, it can be tested and maybe a, um, a configuration of cells needs to be replaced. Certainly right. Hyundai does that or can do that. Um, with replacing the whole battery, possibly yes, but I don't know what the cost would yeah, be no, okay, there. Okay. And certainly so it would be more than a couple of hundred dollars. Uh, there was that incident of um, somebody uh, in a Tesla having to replace a battery and it ended up being so much that um, that they just set the car on fire apparently oh, out of, out of right. frustration. Yeah. Um, wow. That was um, in the US, of course, not here. So, look, that is something. If you are buying a second-hand EV, uh, look carefully at mm, the battery. Mm. It also depends on how the battery has been charged and certainly uh, using 
DC charges, 350 kilowatt DC charges on a regular basis is probably not the best for the battery. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the owner manual on the MG ZS EV does say that at least once a week you need to put it on a sort of a nine-hour slow charge. Right, okay. Um, that may be, you know, either with a wall box at home or just plugging into a, mm-hmm. a PowerPoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, yeah, zapping it all the time is uh, is not, not, not great for the battery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And ideally, as with a phone battery, you'd really want to keep it between 30 and probably 80 to 85 mm, yeah, 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 percent in, sure. in that range yeah. because falling below 30 percent going over 85 percent certainly with phones um apparently and i don't know if if, if this is um actual or not mm. uh does tend to wear the battery down faster oh, interesting. yeah yeah uh, i've heard yeah. Uh, i'm just experimenting with my new phone and charging it only to 85 percent yeah I, i've actually heard you between 30 and 80 as you say yes roughly because it has a certain a number of of, of li- it's got life sort of to it exactly. life to yes. it uh i'll just see how it goes in a year or two and whether yeah. it's still at 100 percent yeah yeah yeah, yeah no doing sure that, yeah okay I so so told Cars, these cars, the same kind of same sort uh, sort of thing, yeah. yeah. So ideally, keep it between thirty and eighty five percent, and mm. ideally plug it in every night. Uh, just keep the range up because the other issue with using a public charging station is often. Um, Sometimes, not often. Often they are in use, so you may have to come back. Uh, if you're out of range, you may not have the option of coming back, so you may have to hang around yes, for an hour. Yes. Uh, to and that certainly happened to me at RAC headquarters. Um, I had to go back at ten o'clock at night because it was just in use all day on the Saturday mm. that I went. And also, sometimes they're either offline or waiting for parts or just you know mm. vandalized. Um, so you really don't want to get down to some critical level where you know you're you're just desperate to, mm. to to charge. So keep it topped up at home. I think that's what most people do, and um, and it's it's a pretty effortless sort of car to have in okay. in that case. Well, there we go. Mm. Um, shall we finish uh, by asking both of you what your highlight was for 2022? Highlight in travel. Hmm. I would say I think Kangaroo Island was a real, real highlight right, for me. Okay. I just it was it blew my mind how beautiful it was all in one place. Mm. So yeah, that would definitely be for me. And, and and we did talk about that on the pod. Yeah. not that long ago actually. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. No, lovely. Okay, Olga. My highlight, my motoring highlight for well, motoring or, or travel or both. Oh, if it was a mo- combined motoring and travel highlight, it would have to be um, going to. Uh, through country Victoria with Audi on mm. the uh, the launch of the SQ7 and the SQ8. Right. Uh, in particular, uh, driving um, the SQ, I can't remember if it was the 7 or the 8, with the dynamic package, which um, really justified physics uh, going <sighs> around bends and corners because yeah, it, uh, right, it, it, right. it adjusts the torque. So there's virtually no body roll um, in, in what is otherwise a fairly big SUV mm, mm. Uh, in terms of just straight motoring oh I think it must have been the uh, the Ram um, 1500 Laramie driving okay. that around right um, I felt really in my element in that <laughs> fantastic okay well thank you thank and you thank you both for being on the pod particularly for the first one for 2023 we look forward to more great stories as the year progresses thanks Will thanks Will